Hey legends, I'm Eliza Lee and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD, the podcast for aspiring medical professionals. Last season, we geared you up with a ton of different topics and ethical dilemmas to think about in the medical field. And on this season of the podcast, we're taking you behind the scenes of live MMI mock stations that we run for our students who are about to sit their med interviews. So stay tuned for a new station each week and hear a handful of our future med students give it a good old crack. Today on Station 6, we have one of our Hallard Gamsat tutors and University of Melbourne examiners, Karim, interviewing one of our aspiring med students, Hannah. Before we hit record, we give each student three minutes to read the station and they get eight minutes to then respond. And today, the station that Hannah read was this. A journal recently published an article exploring the topic of doctors as role models and presented a scenario in which an obese physician is offering nutrition and exercise counselling to this obese patient. According to the author's research, patients have more confidence in the health counselling advice from non-obese physicians, whilst physicians with poor personal lifestyle habits are less likely to counsel patients about a healthy lifestyle. So now over to the recording. Okay, Hannah, so we'll get started whenever you're ready. Yeah, that sounds good. The first question, do physicians have a responsibility to act as healthy role models to patients? Right. I think uh, this comes from a way of how society view the doctor's role. Because I think, first of all, it's really understandable that when patients present to the doctor's office, they would think uh, if... I'm going to listen to the advice from the doctors. Uh, the first thing I would see from the patient's point of view, the first thing they will see is um, how the doctor approach them and how the doctor present themselves. So in that case, uh, without knowing the full story, without knowing the doctor's background, I think uh, there is a sort of a factor that will influence the patient's decision and whether the patients will listen to the doctor's advices. So uh, on a certain level, I think it is uh, doctors bear the responsibility to do so. Yeah. Is a physician who does not follow a healthy lifestyle employing a double standard when they are providing lifestyle counselling? I think, first of all, there might be some, re- uh, before jumping to the conclusion, there might be other reasons why the doctor is not following a healthy lifestyle. Because uh, based on the face value, uh, whether, as in the, the stamp says, the obese physician, there might be some other underlying uh, medical reason that this particular physician, even though he's trying to follow in the health healthy lifestyle, it doesn't really end up in a good result. So uh, I think before we make any conclusion about uh, whether the physician is following the uh, healthy lifestyle, maybe it's better to have a conversation about it beforehand. Um, so before jumping to conclusion. Um, and But secondly, I, I think it's understandable that doctors has a really hectic uh, schedule in terms of offering this healthcare services. So, so sometimes it's not possible to follow a complete ideal lifestyle. So in that terms, the doctors may still trying to do what's uh, fit for their lifestyle, but uh, again, because of their 
um, work schedule that might might not be possible. In terms of double standard, I think healthy lifestyles really matters about each individual. So when the doctors offering that lifestyle to that individual, that may not apply to the doctor themselves. So even though I think physicians will try、uh, to do this kind of plan themselves, sometimes it's not possible. Okay. Do you think there is a difference between unhealthy lifestyle habits that manifest themselves in a more visible way compared to others that don't? So, for example, obesity versus binge drinking at parties. Yeah, I think yeah, I would agree with that statement because obese can be、uh, resulted from a lot of different factors. So, unhealthy eating, binge eating is one of the、uh, big factor. However. I think a lot of the times, this kind of lifestyle choices—it's not just a personal thing. It can be also affected by、uh, your socioeconomic status and how your family stays,、um, and also the environment you live in. So sometimes it's not a matter of personal choice, but also the environment, the options you have as well. So those kind of manifestation, I think, may not directly link back to your lifestyle choice. Okay. What determines whether or not someone is a role model? In this case, in this scenario, in terms of、uh, we're talking about physician, I think、uh, a role model would be that you do things. The things you do are aligned with your thoughts. So, in this case, we're talking about how the doctors may have double may when they、uh, advise the patients to do. Follow a healthy lifestyle plan, but the doctors may not necessarily achieve that. In terms of resulting a double standard, what I think is they are still trying their best to do what they can do for the patients and for themselves as well. So in that case, even though it doesn't really necessarily align with the plan exactly, they're still still doing their best, and so they're. What they do and what advice to the patients is what they think is the best, and they are trying themselves as well. So in that case, I think that fits the role model standard in that scenario. Yeah, we've got a few minutes left. Is there anything you'd like to add? I just think for the last question in terms of the role model,、uh, if we jump outside of the this scenario and just talking about role model,、uh, I think it's someone that will. Uh, motivates you, be a inspiration for the things you want to do. So that response from Hannah was a bit short, only four and a half minutes. But here's over to Karim for some feedback. Cool. So how do you think you went? Uh, I think the first two questions was okay, and later on, I feel like I got a bit, a bit, a little bit confused. Went on rambling. <laughs> Um, no, I think you did really well. It's quite a difficult station, and there's quite a lot of ethics involved. You know, it's really hard to toe the line between sort of some of the things around obesity and weight gain, and you know, fat shaming versus actually trying to improve your health. So it it, it is a difficult and sort of blurry line to try and、um, mediate. But I think you did a really good job. So the first question was, do physicians have a responsibility to act as healthy role models to patients? So you said that. When patients come in, they have a certain way of viewing their their doctor, and they have a sort of certain expectation,、um, and that can influence whether or not they listen to doctors.、And、I think that's actually a really good point, and it's very true. But it doesn't necessarily fully answer the question. So the question is more about what is the responsibility of the doctors in terms of acting as a healthy role model.、Um, I think I think he ended this the question by saying they do have a responsibility,、mm-hmm. and I do agree with you to some extent. 
But it's actually a really complex problem because we first have to consider, well, what defines a healthy role model to begin with, right? For example, is a healthy role model someone who is fit? Is it someone that has a normal BMI? You know, normal BMI being between 18.5 to 25. You know, it's a complex definition. So I think whenever we make a definition like that, we have to consider where is our definition coming from? Because, you know, society's views of what someone is quite complex and there's a lot of factors that weigh into it. But whenever we are trying to define, you know, what a healthy role model is, a part of our definition should at least be evidence-based. So we can talk about things in terms of quality of life. We can talk about things in terms of um, decreasing mortality, for example. And so once we've defined that, so now we sort of understand where we're going, we need to realize that overall, the responsibility of a doctor is to promote a healthy lifestyle to their patients. But they themselves as doctors, their own health journey is in their hands. And I think that's going to be a big part of how we frame a lot of our talking around this sort of question is that everyone is on their own health journey and everyone has their own health goals. Mm -hmm. And we need to keep that in mind and, and sort of consider that not just when we're talking about doctors, but when we're talking about patients as well and just everyone in society in general. And different people have different values in terms of their own health goals. You know, a star athlete, their health goals might be to be super fit, super healthy, whereas in a your regular everyday person might just want to be able to be, you know, fairly fit and you have to maybe they want to eat fairly healthy day to day, but they don't mind, you know, having a donut now and again. So you just have to be careful with how you define that first. And I think if you, with that sort of question, if you kind of define that before answering the question, so define what a healthy role model is before answering the question, it gives a really good structure to how you sort of answer the question. Yeah. Cool. The second question was, is a physician who does not follow healthy lifestyle employing a double standard when they're providing lifestyle counseling? Once again, it's a really, really tricky question because as a physician, you can, you can bring it back to the four pillars of med medicine. And one of, the, one of the primary things is um, beneficence and non-maleficence. So as a physician, your role is to never provide advice that's detrimental to your patients. So like you'd never tell them to, for example, follow an unhealthy lifestyle. But that's, that's obviously very, that's quite obvious. And on the other hand, you also want to make sure that they do lead a healthy lifestyle. But for yourself as the physician, it can be really difficult. Like, you know, you want to encourage your patients to lead healthy lifestyles, but leading a healthy lifestyle and telling your patients to lead a healthy lifestyle are two different things. It's much easier to tell someone to lead a healthy lifestyle than to do it yourself. And this is where I go back to the idea of, each person has their own health goals and each person striving towards their own health goals. And as a physician, you are well in your right to tell your patients to lead healthy lifestyles, to eat nutritiously, to exercise often, um, to stay away from fatty, saturated foods, because your advice is backed by evidence-based medicine and you are acting within those four ethical pillars of trying to provide beneficence or good for your patients. So you're well in your right to do it. And in fact, it is your responsibility to do so. But you might find it hard yourself to follow that advice. And that's okay. That's normal. That's a part of life. That's a part of being a human. That's part of being a doctor. And we have to keep that idea in mind. So really the underlying answer I felt to this question was that as long as you have your patient's best interest in, at heart, it's less important what decisions you make about your own health because you yourself are in your own health journey 
And so I, I, I personally don't think it's, it's a, really a double standard. But yeah, can you, I just want you to see how like you sort of structure it in terms of let's first define what a healthy role model is and let's keep it evidence-based as well. So we're doing things for the benefit of our patients. But I think you did really well with that question. I loved how you say that we shouldn't jump to conclusions about what doctors are or not, aren't doing. You know, you talked about how some people might be obese, some doctors might be obese, and that there might be an underlying medical reason why why that is so and it's very true yeah uh, like um i think weight is very multifactorial there's a lot of things that contribute to someone's weight and we can't simply jump to conclusions about why someone's obese you know like it's got a lot of negative connotations in society you know going back to the idea of fat shaming that people are being gluttonous or you know they're eating too much they're not exercising enough but we know that there are far far more There are many, many other things that contribute to weight gain aside from what you eat and how much you exercise. So we have to keep that in mind in terms of judging people about their weight. And I think you did a really good job of pointing that out. Are you just wondering, so in terms of a conclusion, whether this is a double standard, would you put as a first line to like start off your answer or as a conclusion or it doesn't matter? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I would personally put it at the end. You know, it's, it's really good with these questions to first try and clarify what the question means. Mm. But defining for yourself what you believe to be the double standard. So for me personally, I'd say that you know, we first have to consider very much like you said, like why a doctor might be not following their own health advice and why it's important for a doctor to be giving health advice. You know, giving health advice is part of their job whether or not they follow that advice is their decision as an individual. They're no longer being a doctor in, in that particular role. Okay, so for the third question, it was, do you think there is a difference between unhealthy lifestyle habits that manifest themselves in a more visible way than others? So for example, obesity versus binge drinking. That was the example given. So you agreed with the statement and you said that you know obesity can result from many different things. It can be impacted by many different factors. But I think... You didn't really answer the question, unfortunately, with this one. It's a really, really tricky question because you have to consider, well, what is the difference if there is a difference between someone who binge eats versus someone who binge drinks? Someone who binge eats, it might end up showing on their body as increased adiposity and, you know, perhaps lead to obesity. But someone who binge drinks, they might have liver disease later down the line. And so you have to ask yourself, like, well, what is, what is the actual difference between these two habits? Like one of them, you know, people can see, one of the other, the other one people can't see. But is there any other differences? This is where we have to go back to our structure and our evidence-based medicine. We can't make judgments on what people do. And that's a really big part of being a physician. It's uh, one of those four pillars again. So it's really that justice part, being a physician, providing care to all people no matter what. And we can't judge people on the decisions that they've made. However, we do have a responsibility to advise our patients or physicians have the responsibility of advising their patients on what they believe are good, healthy habits and to discourage patients from what, you know, might be termed as unhealthy habits. And there is little distinction, I guess, in that regard in terms of binge drinking versus binge eating versus a bunch of other things. And I think it's a doctor's responsibility to be aware of all of those different things and instead, and, you know, promote a healthy lifestyle from there. Does that make sense? So in terms of like what makes the difference between these types of habits, 
Sure, one you can see on the outside and the other one you can't Mm -hmm. in terms of the consequences of these habits, but they're not really different in terms of a physician's role. A physician's role is to discourage all unhealthy habits and encourage all healthy habits based on evidence, not based on their judgments. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like, for example, with binge drinking, we can jump on the, you know, Australian alcohol guidelines and we'll say that, you know, binge drinking is not good for you in the long term. But so, you know, the same thing can be applied to obesity and and binge eating. We know that long term, there's going to be consequences associated with that. And your role as a physician is to try and prevent disease and mortality. That's how there's sort of a distinction um, or lack of a distinction between those things. And then the last one was um, what determines whether or not someone's a role model. Um, and this is one of those really, really broad questions that like, you're not sure what the interviewer wants to hear. I think you had a fine answer. I thought your answer was really good. I liked how you started off by saying in this case, and you started talking about physicians specifically. And I liked some of the things that you said about physicians, like, you know, someone who does the same as what they think. I thought that was a really eloquent way of putting it. And, you know, you went on to say that a role model is also someone who motivates you and acts as an inspiration. And I thought that was really good. But just as a more structured way of answering your question, mm-hmm. once again, what you could do is start off by defining exactly what you mean by a role model. Yeah. For example, you could start off by saying that what makes a role model is really complex and there are many different role models in many different fields. So you could, for example, pick out athletes, teachers, parents, etc. The list, the list sort of goes on. And then once you've kind of picked out what you mean by a role model, you can just start listing some of those attributes of what you see as a commonality between all of those people. Like for me personally, and this doesn't, you know, might not apply to you, but for me personally, it's someone who tries to excel in their field through hard work, right? A teacher who's a role model is a teacher who works really hard. An athlete whose role model is an athlete who's fantastic and works really hard as well. And then when you kind of put it like that, you start realizing that sort of everyone can be a role model. Parents can be role models to their children. Siblings can be role models to their other siblings. Students, teachers, you know, the list sort of goes on. But when you put it like that, you start realizing like sort of everyone can be a role model, but a a role model as a definition can vary from person to person. So I really liked how you kind of stuck with what, a role model is in terms of a physician something you might like to do with a question like this that's really nice and broad is to actually put a little bit of your own personal experience in it so for example you might think that michael jordan is a role model because he was a fantastic basketball player he worked super hard people really looked up to him you know people aspired to be like him that's like that's completely off the bat but you know you might like to use something that's personal to you in a question like this um because in terms of the interviewer that's going to really resonate with them if you say something personal it's going to sort of stand out a little bit yeah and it's going to sound really really good great Thanks a lot oh good and just my last bit of feedback hannah is oh my last question is like how do you think you'll use this feedback going forward so uh, definitely the structure you gave me so in terms of a lot of the questions you said that uh, i could define that certain term first so kind of narrow down um, and to talk about it in a more structured way and everything follow will be more relevant to the question so i think that's one advice that i would definitely use in my future answer 
uh, in terms of the last question, because it's really broad and, and kind of abstract. So it may be good to talk about your personal anecdote and so make the interviewer more like um, resonant with you. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. That was for sure a hard one and some great points for us all to reflect on. Stay tuned for more stations to come. And if you are currently a student prepping for MMIs coming up, I'll leave a link to our mock MMI rounds in the show notes below so you don't miss getting that personalized feedback alongside our other MMI students too. We'll see you on the next station.